Good afternoon, everyone. This is Ruth Mitchell, editor of The Wholesaler Magazine, coming to you from Chicago for our audio series that we have called Off the Cuff. I'm really excited today to bring to you Bruce Carnival, who's CEO of Bradford White Corporation, which is a team of American-owned companies that designs, engineers, and builds water heating, space heating, combination heating, and storage solutions for residential, commercial, and industrial applications. Headquartered in Ambler, PA, the corporation has three manufacturing plants located in Middleville, Michigan, Rochester, New Hampshire, and Niles, Michigan, with more than 1,900 employees working in four locations across the United States. Bradford White stands by its commitment to keep America working now and in the future. I think that's a great introduction for you, Bruce, to talk about what's going on now and in the near future here. First and foremost, Welcome to the series. Thanks, Ruth. Glad to be here. So, you know, Bruce, let's kind of jump into it. Tell me, what were the conditions like in the beginning of 2020? What did business look like in the beginning of the year? Well, in the beginning of the year, we were off to a really good start. We were comfortably ahead of our forecast. Operationally, everything was really working very well. You know, things were kind of firing on all cylinders, and it looked like 2020 was shaping up to be a really solid year. Well, it definitely looked that way. And then we had the COVID crisis hit us, and it hit us big time. As an essential business, I know that Bradford White is up and running. Was there a lag time in between the crisis hitting and being deemed an essential business for Bradford White? Well, I would say we were actually ahead of the curve. You know, it's basically intuitive that water heaters and spacing equipment are essential, particularly in the fight against the COVID virus. So before really any of the state stay-at-home orders started to take effect, we had already deemed ourselves as essential, and then it was very comfortable when the federal government came out in their CISA 2.0 guidelines, which specifically mentioned water heaters, space heating equipment, and all of the workers who manufacture, service, or install that equipment were deemed to be essential workers. So with that being said, are you still manufacturing? I'm going to take it that you are. And are you still doing it at the same capacity as you were before? Well, we are still manufacturing and we can manufacture at our pre-COVID capacity, but that's really dependent upon what customer demand is. And certainly we're starting to see the impact of the COVID pandemic on our business as everybody is seeing. So we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown, but certainly we can manufacture at our pre-COVID levels. Were there any changes that you had to make to keep the business up and running? There were lots of changes we had to make. There were lots of things that we had to put in place. So I think one of the first things that we recognized, obviously, first and foremost, was we had to protect the health and safety of our workforce. So we've followed the guidelines from CDC or various state governments, and they have not remained static, as you well know. They've transitioned and changed over the course of the pandemic. So we've had to make sure that we're following them. The other thing I think is important to understand is very early on when this looked like it could just be a China incident, our sourcing team did a really good job of making sure that we secured our supply chains. So while we don't purchase very much from Asia directly, there are some components we buy which have subcomponents in them that are made in Asia. So we had to ensure for us to continue our operations 
that our supply chain was intact. And so we did a really good job of that. And as I said, even before the states started to implement stay-at-home orders, we had established that our products clearly are essential. From a manufacturing process standpoint, while the process itself hasn't changed very much, obviously we've implemented some significant changes in the factory environment and through all of our businesses. So, you know, again, following the CDC guidelines, if you're sick, stay at home, cover your cough and sneeze, avoid touching your face, wash your hands frequently using soap and warm water for at least 20 seconds, use hand sanitizer that is located throughout the factory, don't shake hands. We've stopped any non-essential visitors from visiting our facilities. Those who can work from home are working from home. And then, obviously, practice social distancing and use the appropriate protective equipment. In addition, in the factory in Middlewell, we've instituted a 100% mask policy, so everybody in the factory is wearing a mask now. And we have the capability, should we need to, to do temperature testing for employees entering the facility. I have to imagine that, you know, there's many companies have business continuity plans, but could anyone truly have predicted what's happening now? Does Bradford White have a business continuity plan and are you sticking with it or did you have to adjust along the way here? Well, it's it's interesting. I had a call shortly before this call and another manufacturer who said, so I guess you've just dusted off your pandemic playbook and implemented it, haven't you? <laughs> So obviously, there wasn't a playbook for this situation, but we do have business continuity plans in place. And quite honestly, for the most part, we're sticking to them, but we've had to adjust as needed and dictated by the COVID-19 situation. So the other thing that's important to understand is much of this is site-dependent. So what you know, what is involved in our headquarters operation is very much different from what's involved in our manufacturing operations. How has servicing your customer changed or adapted? Well, I would say that we've tried to make the impact on our customers a a non-event to the extent that we can. So most of our employees who are customer-facing are now working from home, and the technology has worked really well. And from a customer interaction standpoint, I think it's pretty much business as usual, except, you know, we really miss the face-to-face meetings. We're very much a relationship company, and those relationships are important. So it's different, but for the most part, it's business as usual with respect to how our customers have been affected. Well, you hit on something that I definitely want to talk about, and that's how are you and the company supporting the workforce? And I know that Bradford White has such a great familial company culture there. You know, how do you keep that intact and how do you support your workforce along the way? Well, a couple things. I think communication is really important. We try not to over-communicate because I think that gets a little bit overused and, and then people tend to stop listening to what you're saying. But we've really communicated. We've been open and honest. You know, quite honestly, I didn't think I would ever in my career start an all-employee letter with the word sucks. But my last all-employee letter, I started with coronavirus sucks. Mm. The reality is nobody wanted this. Nobody's happy about this, but we need to manage through it. So communication is really important. Obviously, supporting them through the protections that we put in place and following the guidelines. And I think the other thing that's really important is for all of our employees to understand that they have purpose. What we do is really important. So we've shared with them, you know, how our products are being used 
in the frontline battle against COVID-19. You know, some examples are we've supplied equipment to the Javits Center, the field hospital, to the McCormick Center field hospital, and various other sites that have been stood up very quickly to fight the virus and provide care to the patients. Hot water has been critical for them. All the way over to the UK, where there was a nursing home that was treating patients, and we had to do an emergency installation replacement for a product in the UK. So, you know, our product's important. Our employees have a very, very strong purpose to continue to do what they're doing. So I think it's important that they understand what we're doing Well, I I think you hit on two things there. Most definitely, it's, you know, pride in the workmanship and pride in what you're creating because it is essential and it is, you know, helping to save the lives and stop the spread of, you know, the coronavirus, as well as on the flip side, when you were talking about, you know, communication in your employee letter and people connect with that, it makes the mission even more important and more heartfelt. You know, when we first started going down the road here of COVID, I think the first week or two, the folks that we were all applauding were the IT departments to get, you know, everyone up and running remotely. And that was able to get underway. Right now, what is the biggest issue you are dealing with today? And how are you addressing that? The biggest issue that we're dealing with is the uncertainty that the pandemic has created. You know, so we deal with this on a daily basis right now. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to think that, you know, we've thought of most of the issues that we would be challenged with and we had a plan to address them. And for the most part, that's the case. But there are surprises that come up almost on a daily basis. So we have to evaluate the situation at that point in time, adjust as needed, and then act very quickly. You know, you don't have time to really think through these things like you would normal long-term challenges that you're trying to solve. That uncertainty, I think, continues longer term with the impact that this is going to have. I mean, we are going to have a recession. It's going to be significant. I hope that it's a short-term recession and we'll come out of this very strongly. But the fact of the matter is there is a huge unknown. And it's really concerning to me personally and to us as our business that some of our business partners could be affected by this. And, you know, some of them may not survive. And they're not people in our industry. They're certainly people in our communities whose businesses that they put their lives into, their hearts and souls. Some of them aren't going to survive. And that's very sad. It's very frustrating. And it's going to have an impact on our macro economy. So the uncertainty that lies ahead is a concern for us. We can all relate to that. You and I had had a conversation of, you know, wanting to support your local restaurants and wanting to support, you know, the family-run dry cleaner, family-run businesses, and we're all in this together and trying to pull through. Can you tell me, how do you remain productive in your new work environment? Well, I'm still coming into the office every day, and I'm very busy. I think you mentioned the IT people mm-hmm. and the tremendous job that they've done. I am pleasantly surprised with how well and how productive people have been working from home. And again, thanks to the technology and the people who got the technology to work so well. So, you know, a tip that I might have for how do you make this time productive? If you do have some downtime, don't waste it. I mean, there's lots of things that we've all put off that were lower priorities, things that we should have been doing maybe that we just didn't have time to do it. So take that time now and get some of those things done and out of the way, because I think we're going to be really busy when we come out of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have one last question here, and it kind of touches at my heartstrings. Your father was so beloved in this industry. What piece of advice would your father have given you if he could whisper it in your ear right now? 
wow, well, as you know, he really didn't whisper anything. <laughs> uh, he would have been very frustrated by this, but, you know, he would have stayed the course and first and foremost, make sure that we take care of our employees and our customers and just continue doing what we do because it really is critical. I think that would have been his advice is make sure we continue to provide the market what we make because it is just so essential in the fight against this virus. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bruce, thank you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for everything you and all of the team members and employees at Bradford White are doing for us. And we appreciate it. And we look forward to the opportunity of seeing everybody down the line here once we come through the other side. Thanks, Ruth. Can't wait for that day. Oh, same here. Thank you, Bruce. Take care.